0: Thank you all for joining my digital classroom on Mastering the Art of Storytelling. If you're interested in having me speak to your group about storytelling and communication, feel free to send me a DM on my Instagram. You can find all my contact info in the description below. I'm looking forward to helping you unlock the power of storytelling. And now, The Art of Storytelling, brought to you by The Philip Podcast. So my name is Sam Escabel, and obviously um, we've met casually here, and as we, you know, cross each other in the hallways. But I am—I'm a solopreneur. You know, I got—I got my side hustles and stuff. But at the end of the day, my passion is communication. My passion is podcasting, and so that's what I want. I want to make this world a better place by helping people share their story. And so I, I think that there's so much power in. Being able to do that. And so what I put together for y'all, and also considering the industry that you're in, communication is key, but connecting, it, it really is like so important because if you can connect with your clients, it gains trust and confidence, referrals and so on. And Absolutely. so it it becomes more than just a business deal whenever you connect with someone. And so when we when we tell our stories and we're effective at it and, and we understand what we're doing, We're not just talking, we're not just saying something that we repeat, but we know what the intention behind it is. It adds more value. And so we're gonna cover several things, as you, we have a worksheet here, and we're gonna start on the first one. And you'll see the five things that I have there, those are the things that we're gonna uh, overcome. Those are some of the uh, pain points when people don't know how to communicate their story. So as we go through, this is obviously a small setting, so feel free stop me ask me questions there's going to be a lot of interaction and questions as i go on but at any point just say uh, can you elaborate on that can you help me understand that a little bit better and i will do that okay so here we go five keys to mastering the art of storytelling to help people share their stories in their space make connections and build confidence and here are five common mistakes that people make When sharing their stories and then you give me a mm mm-hmm or something if you understand what I'm saying So the first one is a lack of structure I'm going to give you my thought on it And just notate on there whatever you think might help you after we finish this this class and so fail uh, Failing to provide a clear structure or narrative arc can lead to confusion A story should have a beginning middle and end And a center theme or message, without proper structure, the story may lose its impact. And for that one, it's like rambling. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been with someone who just rambled? It kind of wears you out and you're kind of stressed. So that's why the lack of structure is so important.
1: Can you repeat what you said? It, the structure should be... It
0: should have a, a beginning, middle, and end with a the central theme or message. So the, the theme and message, it, it changes with everyone or businesses with you. It's like, I need to make a connection with this person. She's a single mom. I need to make a connection with her as a single mom. It's a family of four. They want to upgrade. I need to make a connection with, with growth, right? So that would be the theme... Or the message, and then from there you would still share your story.
1: And you were saying at the beginning, the failure
0: to provide—yeah, to provide a clear structure or narrative art can lead to confusion. Clear
1: structure of
0: narrative. Yeah, and that 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 confusion it makes people clock out. It makes people not pay attention, not remember who you are. And like I said a while ago, you're just rambling, right? Okay. Yeah. Number two, and we're gonna go in depth in each one of these. Uh, <laughs> overloaded overloading with details. Sharing excessive details can overwhelm the listener. It's essential to strike a balance between providing enough information for context and not bogging down the story with too many specifics. It's kind of funny that that's number two, because I'm about to hit y'all with a lot of details, but this is a different format. And so that's why it's allowed. So that's why it's so important to know what am I working on right now? Because these details are they're, not, they're valid right now because of what we're doing. But then you're going to find yourself connecting and you can say the details don't matter. I need to connect. And so it, it kind of helps you drive the conversation. Number three, not connecting to the audience, to the listener, to the customer. You, you fill in who that is neglecting to consider the audience interests and ex- experiences can lead to a lack of engagement telling your story to your listener and making it re- relatable is crucial for building connections you can kind of as you heard me kind of describe the first two can you see where that's going in, in storytelling I think it's going to it's going to help you handle that because it's not like Communicating on a professional level, mm-hmm. but it's also setting up something where they, if, even though you give them the answer, they they still want okay. more. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. And so, okay. we're on number three. Neglect we like
1: to consider the audience uh, experiences.
0: Uh, not not connecting to the audience it's number three, okay, on the first page. And uh, the other two we're going to go through once we get going, so you've only missed two. But we're talking about storytelling. Okay. okay? And so that's uh, neglecting to consider the audience's interests, experiences that can lead to a lack of engagement. Tailoring your story to your listener and making it reliable is crucial to building a connection. Now, our story are the, who we are will never, it won't change even if those there's 10 people, but the way that I share it with a five-year-old is going to look different than I share it with a 70-year-old. Yes. But because you know it and because you, you got it in your head and you've practiced it, you can, you can tailor it and it's going to be more effective. You, in essence, being more effective when you share your story. Mm-hmm. Number four, being self-centered. These are things that, uh, common mistakes that people make when sharing their stories too self-centered. Focusing extremely on one's experiences without considering the other person's context or the audience can be self-centered. It's important to share your story in a way that highlights shared experiences and losses. An example of that, I grew up in the church and people will go up and share a message in Africa or in uh, Mexico and they're talking about uh, the American way of life. And it's just like, dude, you you know, it's just it's sad. It's just not connecting. It's too self-centered. And so sometimes we have to realize who am I talking to and what about me can connect better to them. Yeah, absolutely. And so number 5 is the lack of authenticity, mm-hmm. trying to create a story that is not authentic it, or has falsehoods can undermine trust and connections authenticity is key to a compelling narrative that one there is crazy because it's hard to lie it takes more effort to lie and when you're honest and whenever you're authentic at any point you can recap you can bring it up and you're going to be able to pick up right where they left off and so it's important so turn the page and the next one is authenticity and that's what we're going to break down how do you feel like how would you rate yourself as far as being authentic i'm not saying you're a liar but i'm saying that depending on who you talk to it may change a little bit uh
2: i think that you would be about uh a nine i think you're a bad liar So I think that he's
0: very authentic. There you go. Being a bad liar is a a strength. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) How about you? Oh, I'm a horrible liar. So I'm a 10.
2: So you're like, like, I got to be honest. Yeah, I'll be honest. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I can't speak on that, but I can can answer. Yeah,
3: I am a bad liar. It's
0: like the lying face. I was sitting at a table once, and then we were introducing ourselves, and there was a group that was, there were business owners, and they were real wealthy and influential. And so we said, okay, let's go around the table. And they go, Sam, let's start with you. I go, no, no, no. I said, we'll start there. And then all my friends proceeded in and I knew what they did for a living and everything. Yep. They changed their jobs. What? They, yeah, yeah. I wasn't a construction worker. And I was an engineer now. Yeah. I wasn't like... Everything was little, a little tweaked because... They couldn't be authentic. For some reason, they weren't confident in themselves. And sometimes that hinders us whenever we're trying to make connections. Have you ever had, like, there's offers that come up. There's things that want to make a shift. But long-term, we lie for short-term benefits. Mm -hmm. And we're authentic for long-term benefits. And in storytelling, this is the stories that we leave behind. You know what I mean? Like, I could imagine how much we can get away with if we just cut a few corners. But then later on, someone's going to tell my daughter, like, your dad was a crook, man. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And so we're kind of, our authenticity is also leaving our story and our legacy mm-hmm. behind. And so how good would it feel for it to be real? Okay. So be true to yourself and your experiences. Authentic storytelling is about sharing your genius, your genuine self, including your vulnerabilities, and triumphs, okay? Your victories and your losses. Can you name a victory and a loss in your life? And then y'all be thinking about what, those two.
3: Just in my
0: life in general? Yeah. Like something that pops up either this week or something you overcame a long time ago.
3: Mm-hmm. I fractured my kneecap. Mm-hmm. And then I and lost. Oh, that was a yeah, that's yeah, okay that
0: wasn't, wasn't loss. um victory and Is y'all hold estate? y'all hold yours i'm going to zoom in on that to, to show y'all something working on my real estate license and working on your license okay here here's a great thing okay so whenever you don't practice your story and that question comes up you get a pause you get a moment when you think okay and when you're dealing in business and with the client. They want someone who's like, like when you see me misread something right now, you're gonna be like, what the heck, who is this guy? Does he really know what he, you know what I'm saying? But the more that you're like, ask me a question, here's an answer. What did you go through, here's what I went through. What did you learn, here's what I learned. All of a sudden, it is your story, you're not lying, but it makes people build more confidence to you, right? So I'm gonna try it again. Do you got another one, you got one? Failure or, no, okay, you got one? Okay, ready? What's a failure or a triumph that you've had in your life?
2: Uh, the big failure that I kind of connect with a lot of people a lot, uh, most recently since after COVID, I lost my big dog corporate job. And it's a, it was a loss, but I see it as one of the best things that's ever happened to me. And I'm yeah. able to connect to a lot of people with it because it happened to a lot of people during COVID as well. Yeah. I hear so often that they are leaving the corporate route. And so I'm like, girl, me too. Like, I hate being in corporate. Everything was your fault all the time, even though you had nothing to do with it. And we're yeah. able to build that connection. But that authenticity comes off because we're able to talk about just all the nonsense that we had to go through at that point.
0: And so you can already see mm-hmm. the difference, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's, when you it's your story, it's important to start rehearsing and going through your story because that's the kind of reaction that you want because sometimes that's all you have with a person. If someone wants to connect, someone wants to open up or someone wants to make use your company, that hiccup might make them say, well, she's not sure of herself. I need someone who knows who they are. And that's why I feel that storytelling is so important to so many businesses. And so that's just one example. And you see it, Zachariah, right in front of you, the way that it looked and the way that it felt. How did it feel whenever you heard her hesitate a little bit?
3: Not good.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, yeah, you kind of feel for her. Like, you're like, oh, man, look, if she was in front of the room talking, you would feel bad for her, and you would be like, she's got to go. And you answered right <laughs> away, and everyone's like, man, she's, she's fast, she's intelligent, she knows who she is, and you didn't even have to tell no one that. Mm-hmm. It just happened naturally, and so that's what you start giving off whenever you start being great at storytelling. And so embrace your uniqueness and don't try to conform to someone else's narrative. Your individuality is what makes your story compelling, okay? And so on the next one, as you see, it says uniqueness. What words best describe you? And so circle all of them. I'd rather you not, but circle a few. And then in a minute, I'm going to ask y'all that describe you. And if they're not on there, write them out for me, okay? And then... uh, I'll give you a few seconds to do that. It's for some people, in their story, Zechariah, like as people learn to share their story and they they're not confident in it, in this part they'll only circle one or two because they, because I, I'll give you the secret in a minute. Tell me when. Okay, when you're you're good, your pins down, your pins down. Whenever you understand your story, you circle all of them. And you say, but they're not all at once, right? Because your narrative says, when I was young, I was fearless. When I was older, I was empowered. When I was young, you see what I'm saying? But okay, give me the three, is that correct, that you circled? Resilient,
1: determined, self-assured.
0: Out of all of those, tell me why you picked one of them. W- which one sticks out? Resilient. Okay, why resilience? Now, you're sharing your story. You're not giving me a pitch. So what's something about your life, whether it be now or earlier that makes that real for you. Because it's not many things that make it real. It's a specific thing that makes it real and then everything else is measured by that resilience. You, you understand what I'm saying? So give me one well, that makes it, makes it for real. it
1: real. Uh, playing football, I had five knee surgeries. Oh, my every God. single year of my career, I had to restart over to zero. Oh yeah. I had started every single football season not being able to walk to being able to run full speed by football season and for a long time i didn't you know i didn't work hard enough well i mean i worked hard because i started from zero but i didn't think i was going to go to college like that but i did go to college on football are you serious so yeah it was just that's great resilience i kept i kept at it you know i had to keep restarting over and it, it I just kept callousing my brain, yeah, and kept going and
0: working and working until I got what I wanted. Dude, that football story is gold mm-hmm. for you. Like, and we'll go, we'll get into it. We might recap it, but it's something like that when you start saying who I am. There's so much that's in that. So that's great, man. Thank you for for sharing that. Okay, which one of those take the same things that I told him now apply it to you? Sticks out and why? Uh,
2: dynamic.
0: Dynamic. Okay, why dynamic? Uh,
2: I. Touched a little bit of everything Mm -hmm. in my life, so um, I've got a bunch of different stories to tell. So it's just a little bit more, more range on it. I I would think so. I'm able to kind of touch on authenticity in little ways, and that's Mm -hmm. what I try to do whenever we're on the phone uh, with. With sellers, or with, my part with sellers and stuff is to try to touch and relate to them in those, in mm-hmm. those different ways on a dynamic aspect. With its when, kids, career.
0: when you hear dynamic, what do you think?
2: Uh, multiple things, like mm-hmm. changing like mm-hmm. a variety of things. Yeah. Like there's, things. there's
0: one thing I want you to keep in mind when you hear the word dynamic, and that is power. Okay. So multifaceted is one thing, but multifaceted is, is is mellow, it me, is melancholy. Okay, dynamic is like mini but powerful. Okay. So if you describe yourself as dynamic, not only did I go to school, but I was amazing at school. Not only did I dance, <laughs> but I, I I encouraged six other girls to dance yeah. with me. That's dynamic. And so when you describe yourself, not only do you have to find the key words to be authentic, but what makes it authentic is how you were. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Dynamic. Yeah.
0: So I point that out. So as you start thinking about your story, you can start filling in those blanks so that you don't just say, I was dynamic and I I had a range and I did a few things. So it's different. Say, no, I did this and this is the impact I left. I was here and this is the impact that I left. That's a dynamic individual. And that makes your story, it would make it absolutely amazing. You
2: can tell the story, but if you don't, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I I went to school. But it's like, oh, when I went to school, I you know, all this happened. It has to be like an impact
0: on it. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's authenticity. Mm -hmm. That you can go deep. When it's real, you can go deep. When it's fake, you hope that no one asks questions, right? You hope that no one pries and says, well, how? Because you're going to fall apart. They're going to call you bluff. And so whenever you are thinking authenticity and you're thinking a word, no one can call you out on that football stuff. You know it, you lived it, you experienced it. So they can ask you whatever you want. You're going to be okay. And dynamic, Mm -hmm. if I would have pressed you, I think you would have got stuck. But I felt like that was a good opportunity to show you Mm how you need to think whenever you think of words that describe you. Because that's going to help you share your story. Okay, which ones did you circle? Which one sticks out the most?
3: I circle... Do you want me to name
0: out? Yeah, name all of them and then your top one. Determined,
3: assertive, brilliant, and extraordinary.
0: Which one sticks out? Which one uh, is often determined? Mm -hmm. Okay, tell me why.
3: So whenever I was in school, starting from the third grade um, up to 11th grade, I played the violin Uh and I was extremely determined to... Be first chair, Yeah. and I practiced from morning to night. And I played one in my orchestra, one of my orchestra concerts. Yeah, and I played um, Katy Perry, <laughs> and so that <laughs> was so yeah. Cool. So that was extremely fun. I knew I I knew I could do it. Yeah. And as soon as I became first chair, and my teacher showed me like you know you have the passion for it, then that's whenever I knew I. So you made teacher, it. Yes, I did.
0: What, what, what did you learn from getting first chair? Because there's the journey, mm-hmm. and then there's the moment when you become first chair. Which sticks out more, when you were first chair forward, or the journey to get to first chair? The journey to get to first okay. chair. Okay, because people, for him, he went to school, they looked at him, and it might have been amazing, but I feel like the depth in his story is every time he had surgery and he had to come out of it. Mm-hmm. So you have to think, is it, was it before where I want to share my story, or after Sometimes sharing it all mm-hmm. is just too much. People are not going to be interested. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your journey to, to get first chair.
3: It was a struggle. I had I always had my nails done, so ever since I was younger. And it was really hard with playing the violin with my nails. And so I was always having to clip them off. Yeah. And I was always cutting my fingers right here with putting too much pressure. So that was a that was a struggle with making sure I was able to... Um, get the certain, the specific note that I
0: needed. Did you have to ever? Did you ever have to cut your nails, or did you learn to have to play with your long nails?
3: I always had to cut my nails because every single time I was playing with my long nails, it would hit the other string. So
0: you had your sacrifice was given that, mm-hmm. that. How about mentally?
3: Mentally, it it was a lot. I was like, was, was like, there
0: a student that was so amazing that you were competing against?
3: Oh, always it was.
0: And, and I say this, and don't lose your train of thought because. Whenever you look at Michael Phelps and he won all, imagine the guy that was second. Is that if Michael Phelps didn't exist, that guy would have been first. He would have won first, but he, it's just bad timing. So how? Who was that person in your life? And the reason I ask is because when you share your story, it's one thing to say I want to be first chair. It's another thing to say, but Lee Ann mm-hmm. was playing. When she was two, her parents were dedicated. She had an amazing violin. Now the first chair becomes a goal. Now it becomes there's some there's something that's keeping you from there. Determination isn't enough. You also have to have a target and you have to do better than it. You see what I'm saying? So who was that? Who was that first chair? Why were you aiming at it?
3: Her name was Cleo and she she did play ever since she was younger, but she had private lessons. Mm-hmm. So those private lessons helped her and she's always she was always picking on me because she knew i wanted first chair. yeah and she knew that i put yeah she knew i had that that determination and that point and where i needed to be at yeah. so mm-hmm. as soon as she started to realize and my teacher started having us do little um i was to say tryouts but they were kind of like we had to go back and forth and finishing songs yeah so it was it was a challenge it was a challenge going up against hers
0: that's a great. Your violin story is great. Thanks. I really, I really like it. So we already identified. We identified two things: mm-hmm. football, knee. These are key things, and you'll see how they can play out and really serve you well when you're communicating with people. So here are five things that make someone's story authentic. Okay. The first one. Let me see that. I don't think I have that one. So, uh, it's honesty. I left room on on the bottom for notes. Honesty. Authentic stories are built on truth. They are honest and transparent. Even if they involve vulnerabilities or mistakes, honesty is the foundation of authenticity. So being first chair includes competition. People hate the word competition for some reason because someone has to lose. But I think that when we're sharing our stories, it's important to show those things, you know what I mean? So the, as obviously with his knee, he had a weak. Neat, like that is a hard thing to face and, and it could have derailed them, but it's okay to point things out. And sometimes people share their story and it's just positive after positive after positive and that'll, that, that'll push people away. Yeah, people, people don't like to really hear that, you know what I mean? Unless you're doing like a TED talk or something. But we're not doing that, right? We're people and we're just trying to share who we are in, in, in a strategic way. Uh, personal connection, authentic story is deeply personal. It's about the storyteller's unique experiences, emotions, and perspectives. It comes from a place of genuine connection to who the person is, the violin, how much you grew up, private lessons. What, what do you think of when you hear private lessons? Someone with money right mm-hmm. I wasn't privileged like and then you start connecting those things and as long as you don't criticize the privilege you all of a sudden you bring them into your conversation like you have permission to bring them into your conversation and a lot of people don't do that with their story anything that's not in their favor they use it to criticize the other side mm-hmm. you don't want you, why that's would really you good. then you cut off sharing it. yeah so there you go it, right that makes sense yeah. and so that's what's it's important to know why you're sharing something. And obviously that second, ch- or the other girl existed. And I would focus in on that a little bit more so that you can include the person that has a better chance than you. And you still went for it. I think that makes for a lot uh, a better story, you know? Uh, vivid details. Authentic stories are rich in detail. They include specific sensory descriptions that make the narrative come alive, allowing the audience to immerse themselves in the story, okay? And so for instance, tell me what the violin, what the strings felt like when you first put them on as opposed to when you played them, you know, a lot. What did it, can you recall that feeling, that scratching and the sound?
3: The irritation in my fingers Mm -hmm. and it caused them to have blisters and it would, so what really caused the screeching the most whenever I first started to play was with the bow. So when the bow started touching the string, I didn't know on how to adjust or move my hand initially when I first started playing the violin and it would just screech and mm. it sounded like a like a car putting his brakes <laughs> that were really bad.
0: Oh I. when your knee, what would it feel right before it went out? What do you remember right? the moment you're like I'm I'm done?
1: Oh man. When I make a wrong like I make a wrong cut or I get caught up in the pile. Oh yeah. You hear that crack that and then you don't feel nothing at first, but when you get up, and then you, you see your knee fucking swell like a big old baseball, and then it yeah, gets yeah. real stiff where you can't even bend your knee. Yeah. And then that's when the pain comes in. It gets, it's so like, it feels like all the blood is rushing to your knee, and it feels like somebody had just, just took a big, just punched yeah. it right there.
0: See, and so, the- Vivid details. See, that's great. I love it. And that's what we got to do. You know what I mean? And so thank you for, for adding that. I know know. <laughs> I felt it.
2: Yeah.
0: And, and both of y'all did this naturally, but emotions, authentic stories convey genuine emotions. It, um, whether it be joy, sorrow, fear, or triumph, the emotions are real and can be felt by the listener, by the audience. These emotions cause connections. And so whenever we talk about emotions, which we will in the, here in a second, when you start using them, that's what's cross-cultural. There's no generations that understand it differently or not. They went through it different. But when you say sad, an 80-year-old can understand my sad, my sad, his. It may not be the same, but the more that you use those, the more you tie people in to your story. And so if you're telling your story and you realize that you're not using a lot of emotion words or describing your emotions, you're, you're in essence, you're very cold and you're and you're not going to make a connection. And so you need to add the emotions behind when you were playing, when you lost, when you got the chair. Know what those are. Uh, Individual perspective and authentic story is told from the storyteller's unique perspective and point of view. It reflects their personal beliefs, values, and lessons learned. These individual perspectives set apart what you're sharing and your narrative. And so this is important because Some of us think like we are less than others, that our story isn't more more important, especially if someone is really good at, at communicating and then you're like, why should I share? And when you start understanding what storytelling is, then you'll say, you know what, I can't wait to go next because the same way he taught me, I can teach him because it's a personal perspective thing. And so whenever... Growing up, I would feel like my story wasn't good enough because people were smarter, more educated, they had more money than me. But then I learned the power of communicating. And so now I can't wait to share it because even even if they don't care what I went through, but they say, I loved how Sam shared his story, then I accomplished what I wanted. And so, again, by you doing that, you could encourage some of your clients to kind of be passionate about their stories. And that's a connection. I know it's a stretch. But imagine if you if they share their story with you and they walk away saying, "Man, I only I did that because they shared." I love the way they shared their story. It
2: brings their wall down though, completely yeah. at that point, and it opens it up for other conversations that your goal. Yeah. is to kind of get that's it. pro level. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can yeah. do
0: that, that yeah. is crazy good because you also have to learn how to just stop.
2: Yes, exactly.
0: Like, yeah, you you, you served your purpose. Allow them to share theirs, mm-hmm. and then you go and you close or whatever you whatever you're trying to. You drink all that water. Yeah,
2: I okay. I could have brought more. now it's all good. Yes, I'm drinking.
0: <laughs> so, in essence, authenticity and storytelling is about sharing a true and personal experience, richly detailed and emotional, um, for the storyteller's unique perspective. These elements combine to create a story that connects with whoever you're talking to. And that is so important. And so the next one, now we're sharing our story and we don't wanna ramble, like we talked about in the beginning, we talked about the mistakes that people make. On the next one, it's clarity and structure. Structure. And so follow along with me and and you'll see, I have an example here and we'll see if y'all have heard this one before, but there's a lot of ways to be clear and to structure your story or how you want to communicate. But this is just one way that can help you to do that. Okay, so organize your story with a clear beginning, middle and end. This structure helps your audience follow your narrative. You don't want no one to be lost whenever they're talking to you. If you're trying to uh, say, "I, I want to encourage them To do business with me, I want to encourage them to hire me to stay on your path. Even though someone might throw bait and say, that's a great convo. I want to go. Don't go that way. Stay on your path because you already know the result if you walk your your story all the way through. And so a lot of people get sidetracked. So there's no more clarity. So use descriptive language. To paint a vivid picture of your experiences, help your listener visualize the scenes and emotions in your story. And so when you start being clear, then they won't veer off. Whenever you aren't clear, when you're a little bit foggy, then that's when they see the opening to take it wherever they want. Right. I like the Cowboys. Man, I hate football. Just stick with, I like the Cowboys. Once you say I hate, them, then now there's another debate. And so, you know, oh, I like the Green Bay Giants. Oh, I hate them. Don't say you hate them. Say, oh, okay, well, I'm glad. But that's usually where they catch you. You yeah, see what I'm like saying? They throw something out like that. And so just be clear, okay? So a story spine is a simple and flexible framework used to outline the core elements of a story or narr- narrative. It helps writers speak. Uh, speakers and storytellers create a coherent and engaging story. And so here's a handout so that you can use it in your life. And so I'm going to go, one is how you do it. And then the other one is the example. Okay. And then once we finish it, I'm going to choose one of you to kind of do it, but in a very brief manner. Okay. So here we go. Um, I'm right here. Uh, spinal elements, okay? The story for spine elements. Once upon a time. It seems cheesy and corny. You can change that, but that's usually a good way to start if you're talking in the mirror, if you're trying to figure out what my story is, and that introduces the settings and the main character, okay? So once upon a time, here we go, Cynthia, we're gonna go with you, okay? And trust what you say and don't don't be too like hard on yourself, okay? I'm gonna guide you through it. Once upon a time, Tell me the main point and and what's going on in your life.
2: In Fort Worth, Texas, there was a mom
0: named Cynthia. There we go. Every day. (laughs) Here we go. The next one. Every day, describe the normal or routine that, that that character has in life. So every day, what does Cynthia do?
2: Takes care of her kids and goes to work in a real estate, for a real estate company.
0: But one day, right here, you introduce an exciting incident or disruptive event, but one day,
2: Mm -hmm. but one day, her family had many medical issues that impacted her life. My father-in-law had a stroke, so he's like.
0: Okay, so here we go. Okay, the next one, you can go as long as you want to. Okay, this will help you develop your story. And that's because of that and explain how the character reacts and what they do in response to the incident. So because of that, what happened? And I'm going to help you. What happened with you? What happened with the kids? What happened with the finances? And so on. Those are all areas that you can talk about. So because of that, (laughs) okay, ready? Because of that.
2: Her, because of that,
0: you can talk in the first person, it's okay.
2: Because of that, our schedule, our finances, our complete way of living had to readjust because her father in law was such an impactful person in our everyday life.
0: And because of that,
2: and because of that,
0: now, right now, you identify people outside of you, right? And who he was. Now, because of that, how did it affect you?
2: increased uh levels of stress increased uh uh you know needing to multitask and needed to be better at time management it's had to force me to improve my time
0: management skills and because of that one more i'm gonna try one more because of that okay add to time management your schedule having to step it up because of that what's another thing that's come out of it
2: and because of that, it has had me. I don't, know, I don't know. How do you
0: feel emotionally?
2: It's been overwhelming, like, just to say the least, yeah.
1: And that caused you to have thyroid issues, didn't it?
2: Yeah, it caused my blood pressure to go bad.
0: There you go. And then the next one says, present the climax or resolution and it showcases the story when it reaches its peak. Until finally, what's what's a finally for you? I know this is an ongoing yeah. situation. Until finally.
2: Until finally, um, and it's an ongoing thing, but until finally, my father-in-law's home. We're doing physical therapy with him uh, on a weekly uh, basis and he's getting to the point where he's becoming more independent like he used to. So the finally point will... Hopefully be that he gets back into our r- routine that we used to be. But at the end of that, I will improve my time management skills that's been needing to be improved on in a while.
0: And okay. ever since that day, what's the biggest takeaway?
1: And
2: ever since that day, I've realized that under pressure, I can still make sure that my kids' needs are always my
0: top. And so it's a a bit, if you see it, it's a bit difficult to do, but if you were really to fill it out, and this is, it's kind of cheesy, but sometimes to to put things to practice and memory, it has to be cheesy first. And then you go and you make it personalized. And so that's why I put this in here for y'all, because the violin thing, you can literally walk down through it and get more a hold of that story so that you do know how to share it and so that it's clear and structure So that there is a, a beginning an end, and end. And I'm not trying to like like make your stories like a robot. No. But this helps it so it's concise because sometimes you don't have a lot of time. And then when you break away from this, then you can start just communicating and having fun. But what if you only had a little bit of time? You know that you can hit everything if you stick to this. And that's why I include it. And so the example that it gives us, it's pretty good. Let's see if it helps understand help you better understand what it was up here okay so once upon a time in a faraway kingdom lived a kind and gentle girl named cinderella every day she toiled and was mistreated by her wicked stepmother and stepsisters but one day an invitation to a royal ball arrived at their doorstep because of that cinderella desperately wanted to attend the ball and was forbidden to do so because of that her fairy godmother magically transformed her, allowing her to attend the ball. Until finally, Cinderella danced with the prince, but she had to leave when the clock struck midnight. And ever since that day, the prince searched for the owner of the glass slipper, which ultimately led to the Cinderella, to Cinderella's happily, happily ever after. How long is that movie? Uh, it's about
2: an hour and 20 minutes
0: right how many things go on in that movie so many
2: things, so many right
0: songs, so many okay and look that it it summed it up right so imagine if your story if you could sum it up now remember the because of that you can add as many of those but imagine if this was in your memory and you said this is my story but this literally described the whole movie and sometimes you might have time to, to watch the whole movie
3: so it's like just major like events and feelings. Yeah,
0: why are they in there? Why does it define who you are? Mm-hmm. And this is a simple way for you to oh, memorize you it. because of that,
2: because of that.
0: Yeah, and so exactly. if you need to put if it's a because of that and add it in there, mm-hmm. but you also have to know because of that I learned this mm-hmm. and I'm better off. Like it forces you to think, not just tell it. Mm-hmm. It forces you to examine mm-hmm. it and say, Th- I thought this was just something I went through, right? I thought the the pain in my fingertips was for nothing. Like But there's more to it, and this makes you be be able to timestamp it, and it makes it easy for you to refer back to your story. Believe it or not, people don't memorize their story because they don't share it. And so this is a way for you to be able to share it and have it clear and structured. And this helps with anyone, you know, if one of your kids, or they have to share something at school, run them through this. And then when they go present at school, they're going to do really good. But that's what this this kind of teaches. And so, any questions so far? Anything that's popping up? Okay, I know I'm going through a lot of stuff fast. Everybody good? All right. So we'll take a little break. And then we will come back and we'll do emotional resonance. Cynthia, what do you think? Are you are, are you learning? Yeah, because
2: the well, communication is a big thing. Yeah, real estate's brand new to or was brand new. I've been here for a year.
0: Yeah, so, you. I bet that year, you, man, you've come a long way.
2: Learned so much, absolutely. And so communicating yeah. in it's a different way of communicating.
0: Though. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, it's more cutthroat sometimes. I get it. Like it's tough, but if you know who you are. No matter how the weather changes around you, like you still know who you are. Oh, and yeah, the, and the people true. that sway, they, they don't trust their story. Like yeah. like they're ashamed of their story. They've yeah. never inspired nobody through yeah. their story. Everything they've been through, they don't even know the lessons that, that they've learned. that
2: breaks it down to them, and that's what's been able to get us yeah. Staying true to the company values, yeah. and not straying away from that. It's brought back so many people, so that authenticity yeah. is really easy to do. Yeah. But being able to communicate to somebody that, hey, I'm actually authentic over the phone is very, very hard to yeah. do. Yeah. But as that's what I'm saying.
0: As people don't know how to do yeah, that.
2: Well, I love the clarity instruction. This was super helpful. Um, yeah. I thought that was super helpful, too. Like, yeah. I think giving like yeah.
1: some th-
0: This is a, uh, a podcast thing is it? that I tell people. Oh, well, of
2: course, they're also. Podcast,
0: yes. for yeah, because I'm like, we're doing 45 minutes and we're hitting everything. and so But the, I have to keep track of how many degrees they're going off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll let them go on a tangent, but I still got my other point. And, and if I hit every mark, I know that I'm going to have a compelling episode. Mm-hmm. And I know that if I follow them, they didn't put no thought into the episode. So it's going to be chaos. Yeah. And so that's, that's why I'm, I have to tell my story. Yeah. And so... But I'm counting, like, okay, it's one degree. Okay, now it's another. No, I, I, love and I that. just cut Absolutely it. Love that. <laughs> <Yeah>. Stop. <laughs> what are laughing at?
2: Me. I'm
0: not laughing at you. Okay, so y'all obviously, I can feel it, man. Y'all are an, an emotional group. <laughs> Am I right?
1: Yeah, what, how do you feel that?
0: I, I just see y'all. I see y'all. I hear y'all. I, I hear y'all. And emotion is so important, but understanding emotion. Is key, and so that's where we're going to get into emotion right now. And so, connecting with your audience emotionally by sharing the feelings and thoughts that you had during your journey, and that's what we talked about earlier. Whenever I said, "How'd you feel?" and we were kind of zooming in, this is where we zoom in on it. Be open about challenges, setbacks, and how you overcome them. The vulnerabilities can um, resonate, and others facing similar obstacles. And so this is how people connect. That's why whenever there's a funeral, everyone is sad and everyone is connected. But at the same time, when everyone's happy, everyone's connected as well. In chaos, everyone is connected even though it's chaos. And so emotions... Hold a lot of things. And so when you're on the phone, you're talking to a client, the energy is so important. I'm not saying copy them if they're down or distressed, but you can control it if you understand what emotion that they have. Connect with them there, walk them out of it, and then you determine the next emotion that you all going to go on. But sometimes you try to take them out so fast and then uh, like if you, yeah, because if you do it in a story and I tell a sad story about whenever I lost my dog and then I tell a joke. People might laugh, but man, that's a weird transition. And so life doesn't happen like that. Like, you know, share it in a way that it's, it's palatable. And emotions do that because it makes it real. And so here we go. On the example, the first one is a story without emotions. And sometimes, again, this is necessary. Samantha woke up, went to work, and returned home. She made dinner and watched TV. After that, she went to bed. That is emotionless. Sometimes, again, it's important, but when you're sharing, here's what it sounds like whenever emotions are attached. Yes. Samantha. Here's a Samantha with emotions, okay? Samantha awoke with a heavy heart, the weight of another, um, what's that word? Monotonous. Monotonous. Day bearing down on her with a sigh she, she uh, trudged off to work where... The hours passed in a blur of mechanical routine, returning home, she mindlessly prepared a simple dinner. Her mind still stuck at the office. The TV flickered in the background, but she couldn't find solace in its distractions. Exhausted and feeling utterly alone, she climbed into bed, her thoughts lingering in the darkness and slept and and sleep remnant el- elusive remained elusive. In the first version, the story lacked emotion and detail, providing a straightforward account of the event. In the second version, emotions are conveyed, allowing the reader to connect with Samantha on a deeper level, understanding the sameness and loneliness that pervaded her day. And so when you share something, where do you lean more towards? Like when you say you're hungry, Okay, do it with emotion, but don't be like, I know it seems silly. I'm freaking
1: starving. There
0: you go. Okay, Wait. try it with emotion, and I'm going to show you what it sounds like with the, the, like heavy, like on emotion. Go, go for it. Gosh,
3: I'm so hungry right now. I
0: okay. Eat okay. <laughs> <Bruh>. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I Yeah, just, bruh, I'm hungry, like exhausted. Just hungry. Like, I don't know how to all yeah that now okay so again this is storytelling but again it's communication sometimes to convince someone to do something that paragraph is not enough so that's your first reaction is to say oh, i'm hungry that works for you but how does that work for the listener right mm-hmm. how does someone determine they really are hungry because who pouts and says they're hungry someone answer that for me Kids, yes. right? And so parents don't take kids serious. So as a natural human reaction, we wouldn't. I wouldn't take you serious. It's like, well, he's mad at something else. He just said, mm, "I'm hungry," as opposed to, you know, what I had for breakfast. I had some. I had one bagel. That's it. And I've been working hard all day, going up and down the stairs. I lifted a little bit of weights, you know. Yeah. And I feel I feel a little drained right now, and I know I need some energy. I need some fuel. I could get a Red Bull, a coffee, I don't know. But maybe I can get something to eat. Maybe I should eat something. What do y'all recommend that I eat that's a little healthier because I need energy to finish the day, right? So now you're with me yeah. in that request. When he said it like that and you said it like that, you're like, oh, my God, just eat, <laughs> right? You understand? So, so when it's storytelling, you don't get that, oh, it's poor her like I wish he never got first chair. I'm glad his knee broke. <laughs> when you share it like that, yeah. when it's just like a like a pout. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have like enough perfect, yeah. it doesn't have enough emotion. It doesn't have enough detail in it. But once you add it, you say, "Man, I'm glad she got first chair because of how you shared it." So, "Man, I'm glad he went out there after every time that he busted his knee." But because of how he shared it. And so whenever simple things pop up in your story, if you add emotion to it, it, it draws people to who you are and they start believing in you more. I'm more likely to get not only to eat, but they'll say, go, go eat. And here, here's 20 bucks, man. It's on me in that approach. Exactly. And so that's what you want to do when you're storytelling is what do I want? Do I want to inspire them not to quit in life? then let me share it like this. But if I share it like without emotion, it's not going to impact. They're going to leave sad, unmotivated. They're not going to go back to school. They're not going to sell a home. You name it. So what are you trying to do with your story? And I think that storytelling is that powerful that I can make you buy me lunch because I'm, ugh, I'm hungry. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a deep thing, but that's what you're trying to do
1: trying to figure out how we can use this to get more deals. Well, yeah. well
0: it, look, so it's got, you're, you're listening to it now. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to think about it. And naturally, it's going to happen.
2: Well, how many times have people said, well, I know they're offering more, but we'd rather go with y'all. Just, it's been both of yep. us, too. Yeah, like us, too. Like buyers too. They'd rather work with us because of some some reason. So we just have to build off that. The authenticity. The you know, connect,
1: connection
0: so what we're going to do right here on the interactive we're going to okay we're going to pick a number between 1 and 50 okay so go ahead and write your number down right there any number 1 through 50 and then I'm going to give you the emotion that I have listed here and I want you to connect the short story to it okay so we're also uh, your reflex has to be fast and the reason I say that is because if in the moment you're sharing your story and I can tell that you're bummed out why am I going to bring like Happiness and joy into the thing, like you know, it's almost like it's almost like disrespectful to the moment. Mm-hmm. And so, give me your number. Seventeen. Seventeen. Confession. Confusion. Sorry, sorry. Confusion. Story. What does it come now? When you share this story, it has to reflect this this emotion. Yeah, and then when you give me your number, I'm going to give you the word so you don't know what it is. Yeah, like,
3: wow. That is interesting. As soon as I get in the car, I have the thought of wanting to go to eat because I was angry. And I decided that I needed to, I had to go onto the highway because I don't know any sense of direction. And um, when I'm driving, I I lose train of thought while I'm listening to music, and I go off to the side of... Um, I go the wrong exit, and when I go the wrong exit, I I had to do a U turn, and my phone died, and I have to really focus. <laughs> I, really, I really have to focus on which what highway I went on to, and had to remember on what exit I took, so I can make sure to go back that route. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just had me just blank in my brain. On didn't know what to do. I freaked out, and I. Decided to stop, take a breather, and knew I needed,
0: needed to do something. Okay, <laughs> Did, do y'all feel like she hit the word? And if so, why? And then I'm gonna answer the why in a second. The confusion part, yes, mm-hmm. because I can sympathize with you on that. Like, the directional aspects
2: is always a confusing part, so I okay. think that's a, that's a good way to make Okay, so
0: you took, okay, that's good. How about you? okay you did this naturally you didn't even try Mm -hmm. but it was your demeanor and your delivery that 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 emotion came through of confusion Mm -hmm. like when i heard you i felt confusion that's another way of of doing it but yeah that's what that's where i got it from Mm -hmm. so that's yeah so that's more difficult to do if you are like when you're happy you jump you're smiling Right? When you're sad, you're like this and you're crying. Mm-hmm. Confusion is hard to do, but you did it. So I just want y'all to know that there's some emotions that you can portray and then there's some emotions that you have to communicate out. Mm-hmm. And You portrayed confusion naturally, but that was to me, that's why I laughed because I was like, I'm so, I feel so confused listening to you. So you, it, in other words, you, I connected with the word with you. Yeah, but you did it in, unintentionally, but still that's pretty good. Okay. Okay, what number? 30. Elation. I don't even know what that means,
2: honestly.
0: Super, like super excited, you know. It's almost like... It's almost like surprise and happy if you had to combine oh, okay. them.
2: Okay, I got it. So...
0: But it, it's a little more, it lasts... A little more long like it's a longer lasting happiness
2: gotcha so uh when my brother was a senior in high school we got to go to the state track meet in Austin it's a beautiful day outside um, he was running the two the two mile race uh so the 1600 I don't know whatever two miles mm-hmm. is on the track whatever
1: 20, yeah
2: whatever anyways he was running two yeah, he was running two miles uh, um, for the state track meet. So, throughout the whole race, he was keeping he was keeping up with everybody who's behind a little bit. But we were just excited for him to even qualify for it, excited for him to even be there. Yeah. One of the happiest moments ever. However, at the end, on the last um, on the last lap, he just booked it. He just like got in front of everybody for that last mile. He was just ahead of everybody, and I just remember to myself thinking, I'm like, oh my gosh. He's about to do this. He's about to win the state, track meet, kill all these people, cross the finish line. He had like that, he has like the best picture ever. Like the the sign is behind him that shows that he ran the two mile in nine minutes and 20 seconds and with arms up in the air and like my heart, I just remember like my heart, isn't that crazy? My heart was just like exploding like of happiness like that he actually did this, he actually like Got the top like accomplishment. He was a state champion for something that he's worked so hard on, and that's my baby brother. So just so so happy. Like I always put that moment up to like the birth of my kids. Like my brother like (laughs) winning state to like my happiest moments like in my life, and it's just one of my favorite moments. And it I just remember like a a, what was a elation elation like long lasting. It was like I this is really gonna happen. I was happy for that uh, one minute that he (laughs) that he was running around. It was just. Well, the one minute that I knew he was going to win, I was like, oh my yeah, God, this is he's really doing this. So it was like a
0: sudden thing it was like, oh my gosh, like it was just really exciting. So that was great. <laughs> let me tell you why it was great. Okay, let this be a lesson to all of us. There's 50 emotions that I have here. If you don't learn them, if you don't read them, then how would you allow yourself to share the story in that way? It took that word that forced you to say That's what I felt, instead of just happy and mad. Like, Mm -hmm. a lot of people only can describe a few emotions, and that's it. So when they storytell, it is bland. Mm -hmm. But the more you know, it's like vocabulary. The better you can speak, the more vocabulary that you know. Mm -hmm. So because that word popped up, that story, I think, took on a life of its own. And so think about, why was I elated when I got first chair. And I think it will change the way that you deliver it. Mm -hmm. Why was I happy when I got first chair? That also changes it. But that tone is different. It isn't so exciting, but it might be appropriate for who you're sharing it for. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, what number?
1: 23.
0: Pride. That's a hard one. Mm
1: Good one.
0: Okay, let me help you see if this triggers anything. Pride has the same weight on the negative side and the positive side. So when you hear the word pride, it can go either way and no one is going to be surprised. It either knocks you down or it elevates you. Pride is a very, very, the balance is very little of when it's good and when it's bad. So does that trigger anything? Yeah,
1: so like going back to the football stuff. My senior year, wasn't able to walk the beginning of the year. Or during the summer, then football season comes around. And then I get, you know, I, I score a whole bunch of touchdowns. I run for a whole bunch of yards. And then I get offers from, you know, a couple of schools. And, you know, I'm like, at that time, I'm like, man, these schools suck, man. I don't even want to go here. And I'm better than that. So and I'm like, man, just, you know, I just keep doing my thing. Track season comes around, and now Union comes and tells me who they are, and I'm like, damn, these guys sent people to the NFL. These folks, like number one D three in the nation, yeah, better, like one more more national championships than Alabama. Like this, this team is good. That's big. And then <clears throat> I went there to visit, and then I just felt like. Like, I belong there, right? Like, I felt like I earned this shit. This is, this is what I worked so hard for. Yeah. I went through four surgeries to come here and mm-hmm. to succeed and be playing football here. So, I went. And I felt like, like I deserved that shit. Like, I felt yeah. prideful over that. So, yeah.
0: I think that's good. Did y'all, did y'all catch anything when he shared that? Mm-hmm. What did you catch?
1: I feel like I, this
2: is where I'm meant to be. Like, mm-hmm. he was proud of. What like his resiliency, like I went through four surgeries, I did it. I'm mm-hmm. prideful of the work that I've done. This is where I'm supposed to be. Like so I felt that sense of pride in his the work that he put into it there.
0: Did you feel anything?
3: Basically the same. You yeah.
0: can't call yourself that See if I'm this sure. helps, okay? He shared from a prideful perspective that I can do better. Yeah. But somehow Something his narrative, it didn't make me hate him, <laughs> that it became what you said, that he had pride for what he has done, that he's there and he deserves it. So that was a great way, that word, who like to flip it that way, that to say, I'm going to be prideful right now, but I'm going to win him with this pride. Mm-hmm. And that's what you did, man. So the humility part you opened with, it showed itself in that story. You know what I mean? And so yeah. um I don't think pride's a bad thing as long as you're humble because you can kill it. You know what I mean? So, But no, so that's why it's important. And I just want y'all to start looking at words that are emotions. And figure out if it changes your story and your narrative. Because sometimes they're just trigger words. You know what I mean? When you hear, even in a sales pitch, and, and, and when you hear a certain trigger or a certain, you're doing this, you're in this financial state, it triggers something and you know what to throw at them. Yeah. So in this way, it's the same thing. Is you know how to share with someone if you can identify the emotion that they're connecting with you, then you can connect with them with the same one. But you have a word. You know, you have a, a marker. You're not just guessing. It's not just happy and sad right? And so good job. I thought that was great. Next one, connection. Find common threads between your story and your listener's experience. Highlight shared struggles, dreams, and aspirations. Use reliable examples or situations that people can identify with, making your story appealing. So connecting with people is so difficult because we're all so different, but we all connect in failures. We all connect in challenges. And that's something that I really, I specialize in and and so understand, who understands what failure is? So give me your definition of what failure is to you.
1: Setting a goal, not being able to achieve it in the time that you set out Mm to achieve it. That's where I
2: was going with, was not accomplishing a set goal in the, Not accomplishing a set goal. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I know. I, I know I copy them, but still. I know, like that one. I I was literally thinking the same thing. I know I give you a hard time about that. That's why. Like, damn, I'm about to all the time. I'm like, damn.
0: So she just said she gives you a hard time because you copy. (laughs)
2: I'm a copycat. It will change.
0: No, I'm just saying. After this, it it, it will change, but it just depends on what you focus on in here. And the people that don't, that copy or, you know, that's why I don't order certain food after before people because they're just going to copy me. Mm-hmm. So I say, you go first just so I can learn. <laughs> so I can learn what they do and how and what they like. And then on the next time, I go, last time you ordered this and you, you really liked it. Then I can order first and they're, they're going to trust their instinct because I just, did, you know, I just helped them in it. And so that that can happen between you. all uh, here are five subjects that you can use in your storytelling to better connect with people the first one is personal growth and transformations sharing stories about your personal growth journey challenges failures the things that you have learned are so important but understand what they are if when you fell when your knee broke when you learn violin what are the lessons that you learn let's just say they're five they're going to be that five forever like, it's not time traveling and reliving. It's looking and saying, no, it's these five. And you stick to it, you share your story better because now you're not making stuff up. And so can you understand what those truths are, what those lessons are? And that's that's important to do that. It's a way to show vulnerability and demonstrate that we all have room for improvement. And so that kind of puts us at the same level with whenever we're talking with people. Life challenges and resilience. Uh, narrating How you've overcome difficult life challenges, setbacks, and adversity can inspire and provide hope to others facing their own struggles. Sharing your resilience and determination can create a deep connection. So each of y'all have already, with your dad, your stepdad, the violin, the knee, those are deep things. And I feel connected. I feel like I want to talk to you about that more. And so that's drawing me to you. So imagine if you do that with someone. They're gonna to want to do business with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's weird, it's, but they're gonna be interested in who you are. Really, she connects with people with like that.
1: Her, her father. Oh her yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She doesn't even know it. Yeah. Until she's,
0: until, yeah. yeah, but that, I mean that's a great way to connect with people. Nonsense. <laughs> and the next one is uh, share interests and passions. Stories related and shared hobbies, interests, passions. So what are some of your hobbies and passions?
3: Um, I love to wrestle. I used to be a wrestler. And passions, um, the gym. Okay. Basketball,
2: very interesting. Watching plane. Both.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay. Um,
2: Yeah, he thinks I'm crazy because I still play on Sundays.
0: I love basketball. Yes. yes. a right? Yes. Passion or uh, hobbies? Good. Golf?
1: Paintball. Uh, anything with outdoor movement. Uh, literally going out for a walk in nature. You know, meditating.
0: Now, peace. So these interests and in hobbies, when you share it good, like there's a lot of people who don't have them. There's a lot of people don't have purpose in life. Like you're going to be very surprised. So if you tell someone what's your purpose in life and they don't have one, they're going to feel bad. Like you're bringing bad energy. But the better way to do it is to say, "I'm passionate about basketball, man. I love when you know when I make it, and it just feels so good when I win a game, when I wrestle, and I control the match." Mm-hmm. Now you're not asking them to share their passion they're gonna wanna share it because they're gonna say, you know what, I know what you're talking you know, about. I, I love know, wrestling. It might not be their passion, but they're gonna make a connection with you. And a lot of people say, what are your hobbies? And what, what are your passions? And people don't have them. Like it's sad, but a lot of people don't. And so you kind of shut down that connection at that moment. But if you share your golf, your golf stuff, your basketball stuff in a way that feels authentic and real, guess what? Is going to trigger something in them, and they're going to respond. And that's when you—that's when you have it. That's when you know that they're in the conversation with you. And so that's interests and passions. Number four: travel and culture experiences. What's um, what's a dream place that y'all want to go to? Like, if y'all have one month vacation, you're going to spend in this spot. What would that be?
2: Italy, nice. Italy and Greece. Yes.
0: Yeah. The Aldi's? Maldives. Maldives. <laughs> is that what Saw Babe's from? No, I don't know. he's from Greece. He's, yeah, anyways. Uh, <laughs> Israel might be a really good place
1: for to go to when they're not at war.
0: Yeah. And so these are things to connect. These are things that you have to understand about yourself, where you've been, what you've done, what you've learned. Because if some, uh, say, where would y'all grow up? Did all y'all grow up in Fort Worth? Dallas. Dallas? Tell me one interesting, interesting thing about Dallas that would draw me to go to Dallas. Um, the
3: state fair is there. Mm hmm. But the, I mean, there's the hot dogs. The rides are pretty
1: fun. Yeah. Um, the final
0: cakes are the are the best though. So let me take you back here. Uh-huh. Emotionless and emotions. That was bad. When that you answer that choice. question, okay? A, a place uh, by Fort Worth. Tell me something interesting that would make me want to come to Fort Worth. Stockyards. Don't, why?
2: Uh, so the Stockyards has Billy Bob's. They have amazing concerts there. The you get the authentic feel of Fort Worth, which is quote unquote the cowboy town of Fort Worth. And so everywhere else in Fort Worth, you don't really get that. Um, but you get you know the cowboys, you get the uh, the brick roads, you get uh, the boot stores, you get the uh, the Longhorns coming by, you get that whole where the. Or- what? the barbecue's there though you get the uh the west this is where the okay, west Okay pause
0: ends. there I'm going to hit you in a second okay okay now you go fort worth what tell me something or draw me to be to want to come to fort worth it can be a short answer cuz we're going to focus in on what she did yeah. and then I'm going to give y'all something um, that y'all can take away Let's
1: see... The Trinity River. Nice. They have a Trinity River in Dallas, but it's not the same Trinity River in Fort Worth. It's much cleaner, it's, it's much it, it, it looks better, it's more peaceful, it's more organized, there's parks recreation. It just feels better. It feels peaceful and it feels clean when you walk.
0: Okay. Pause. This is a it's almost like I told you to do that, bro. Okay, here's what y'all did. Whenever we talk about things like that, we're sharing our story. We want to, and I wrote this on purpose, both of y'all gave me a list of Mm -hmm. things. We want, here we go, y'all ready? We want to avoid lists, no list. If you feel yourself going down, oh, I watched this movie, that movie, that movie, this movie, that movie, that movie, that's not storytelling, that's not compelling, that's not great communication. As soon as I asked him, he said the river here, the river in Dallas, it's cleaner, this one's a lot nicer, it feels, I like it. So I felt like with the stockyards, you could have said, "Man, I love when the cow, when the they heard the cattle, and then all the activity. That said, there's, there's great shopping. They opened up a lot of new places. I ate at the, this biscuit place, and they have a great breakfast. If, you know what? That would have been better mm-hmm. than a list. Yep. So whenever you're sharing your story and you come across travels, no list. Okay?
3: Oh, no, no. Yeah. To have
0: a list to for oh, you is yes, great, very, yeah. but to yes. share right if you gave me a list of ten yeah. things but you told me a story about one thing um, that's enough to draw me okay. to go visit that place yeah and that's what needs to happen so if you feel yourself doing a list i would I would take that out of your uh storytelling skills because wow. that is not a skill that's a, that that just draws people away and on travel and cultural experiences that tends to happen people tend to lean that way but dude you answered it the way it's that's how it's supposed to be answered and so Family and relationships, this is under connections. These are five things that if you think about a little bit, it's gonna give you five ways to connect when you're talking with people. It may not be all five, but if you can connect to them with one of them and you share a story, you're in. Like that's the main thing, the, the takeaway from what we're doing today. Stories about your family, relationships, and personal connections, but not like drama, right? right? It doesn't always have to be drama. It could be a moment of drama, but then what's the journey? And that's what we're trying to learn to share. So sharing antidotes about your joys and challenges of these connections that you have with your family and friends, it creates a strong emotional bond because we all have family. And so keep that in mind, look over that, see how you can answer each of those, create a story in each of those for yourself and I'm almost sure that it's going to help you whenever you're connecting with people. And so here we go. The last one is practice and feedback Q&A. Practice telling your story in front of a mirror to a trusted friend or a supportive, in a supportive space. Do y'all feel like today was a, like a great space to kind of talk and share? So you're going to have to find people to share your story with but not don't bore them, Mm -hmm. keep them on, you know, go back and forth, allow them space. We're not narrators. We're not trying to talk for 45 minutes. So you also have to keep that in mind. Um, Like for today, I literally recorded myself doing this whole thing, and then I would hear it over and over again. But I have to, and I was faking it, you know, and that's how I got to, like, this point, And so when you share your story, it's important to practice it. Mm-hmm. That way it comes out and it makes you look good, makes you look authentic and real and all that stuff that we talked about. Mm-hmm. And so practicing telling your story offers several valuable benefits, both personally, professionally. And so here's a few of them. It says it improves your communication skills everyone's communication skills. I know a while ago I go, you could say it better and talk for, there's no knock. The way you talk is the way you talk. You don't need to sound a certain, that's not what I'm implying here. Like I, I, this is the way I talk with everyone. Like this is just the way I do it, but it takes confidence to not be able to read a word sometimes and continue, you know what I mean? But I've come to own that. And so you have to come to own what your vulnerabilities are as well, but it helps improve your communication skills when you share your story. Regularly practicing the art of storytelling hones your communication skills. It helps you become a more effective and engaging communicator by teaching you how to structure your narrative, convey emotions, and capture your audience's attention. These skills are transferable to various aspects in life, including in work, personal, and in many other areas. Number two, it enhances self-awareness. You get to know... Do you, feel you, you know yourself a little bit more today? Even though you just shared the, the football thing, yeah. the, vi, the violin and your dad thing. like, But once you examine it and you think about it with different emotional words and stuff, you learn about yourself. And so self-awareness is a powerful thing. No one can sway you in and out of your emotions if you're trying to to share something because you because you have self-awareness. So you know what you're saying and you know why. And so I think that's very important. And so, establishing connection and building relationships. Sharing your story can be a powerful way to connect with others on a personal level. When you open up and reveal your experiences, challenges, and triumphs, it can foster empathy and understanding in your audience. People often connect more easily with those that they're willing to share their own stories, which can lead to stronger relationships, whether it's professional or personal. Ultimately, practicing storytelling not only refines your communication abilities, but it also empowers you to connect with others, fostering empathy and understanding your personal and professional interactions. And that, my peoples, is, what was the title? Mastering the Art of Storytelling. And so at this point, I just wanna open it up for a question or two or a takeaway that you got from today's talk so we can we'll start there and go this way this is a communication test whenever this comes up in any aspect you have to have something to say don't don't ever pass Mm -hmm. figure out like I'm gonna say I'm gonna say thank you at least here's what I learned or I have a question okay so we'll we'll start over here (laughs) (laughs)
1: there
0: you go we'll start with you just feedback or comment or in closing
1: I didn't realize I was doing this, but when I look back to the most important relationships I have right now, or the people that I have the most rapport with, mm-hmm. and I find when I first met them, off back, I shared some sort of story with them, Yeah. and now they've been in business with me for the longest time. The folks that I've been just redundantly calling, you know, just to, you know, act like I'm building relationships or I'm trying to build relationships, didn't share any stories with, those relationships faded out.
0: Mm. That's great but, insight.
1: And it's like, and I didn't even realize this, but it's but now I do, it's like when I talk with somebody, business wise, or yep. even uh, with sellers, when I'm sharing a story, that Something could that 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 rapport just goes beyond even just the sale.
0: That's true. That's great. Thank you.
2: So I have a question. Well, in your opinion, you had, well, so you had mentioned a couple of things that you said, ask a hundred questions and, you know, get them to answer it, um, you Mm -hmm. know, to bring out their authenticity and to improve their communication. Mm -hmm. What do you think is a good method to practice some of these specific communication skills in our realm of real estate?
0: Well, get your story and understand how it breaks down.
2: Like, what, uh, like... You do it already. Well, no, well, yeah, but I can always use for Like, mm-hmm. like yeah. I think... Role, exactly. So, that's why I was... Yeah. So, we do role play uh, to go through the structure of everything and everything else. Yeah. I think the asking the hundred questions is a good thing. So, any other... um Uh, practices that you feel like would be helpful.
0: Well, so the point of this is so that you're not having to think about this when it comes up. So like if you were to follow and fill out all of these, you're not going to waste your energy on a call trying to second guess yourself here. Mm -hmm. So whenever you're certain about something, you can think about one or two extra things. And so that's the benefit of this is that you can be one or two steps ahead Because you're not trying to figure this out. You've already figured it out. You know who you are and you know how you're going to share your story. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the benefits from it. Okay,
3: Okay. perfect. So study this. I think it'll help. I
0: think when you start sharing your story, it changes the way that you approach things. Like the way I'm communicating with you today, Mm -hmm. I do it because I know my story. Because I know my voice. And that's why I'm able to do what I do. But no one could have gave me that. I just have to know. Yeah, That's good. it. Yeah, and it's
2: all practice, so that's why I just wanted to see what yeah. practices you feel like would be the best way. So
0: I'd start with... Practice. Yeah, to see the benefits of storytelling in business is know your story mm-hmm. That when it comes to your story. Just because the way I've heard y'all share the little part. Mm-hmm. So if you had more practice, it'd be crazy. I could, We wouldn't even have enough time today whenever yeah. I said, emotion, give me something. You It would be like, right. yeah. yeah thank you so much guys thank you again for joining me on this digital classroom and remember if you're interested in having me speak to your group about storytelling and communication send me a dm on my instagram you can find all my contact information in the description below have a great day